0: About.
1: Uh, yeah, that, that hit me by surprise, I wasn't prepared. You've always got
2: to be prepared. I see. almost said it's a potty tonight. Oh. This is why you're not ready to be launched.
3: Listen, oh. okay, don't do us like that. Because you're
1: not ready on the spot.
3: We are ready. Oh, I'm ready.
1: When we're ready. I'm just not ready at looking at Sinead's face. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: no.
2: What
1: shade.
0: Ooh. That's okay, our redeemers right now. Are
3: you ready?
2: It is what it is.
0: Uh, Oh! No way. (laughs) Don't ever say that. It is. I had a few
1: drivers on the uh, Hudson Parkway say it is what it is to me several (laughs) times. (laughs) Yes, I know. I've heard that one.
2: All right,
1: let's name. Hello,
3: everyone. Hi. Hi. You are now listening to
4: Portals.
1: See, most podcasts have this really beautiful theme. Beverly,
2: what do you think? Our intros change people's lives.
3: That's it, transformation team. Especially with our lovely voices.
2: (laughs) <laughs> My voice makes the heavens shake. Let's do the portals right. Okay, let's On try. One, two. I'll take the top. Three.
3: Portals. Oh, that was so better. Thanks for
2: ordering feel good. <laughs> did we have counterpoint right, Ginny, wherever you are? Sleep. Um,
3: uh. <laughs> I am your host, Shenanis, and you have just joined us to a very transparent. Portal as we change it up every time for you guys. We do. To stay it alive and fresh with new vision every week. So we have, starting with Pastor Nathan Cassis. Bonjour. Then we have Dr. Tony Cassis.
1: I want you.
3: And then we
0: have Dr. Robin Cassis. So well, you can't. Hi, guys.
4: What
1: <laughs> 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 is oh going, you going you on? I <laughs> don't know, know whether to be scared one minute or in and We have to explain <laughs> ourselves.
3: <laughs> they can't even see us. This is the funniest part. Um, oh, to um, this, to be
1: this is not being video. It
3: is, but oh, you need my Spotify Friends, our Spotify family can't see they us. They just saw your lovely
2: face. Look at the camera and say, I want you. But
3: see, that's the perk. You should follow us on fo- uh, on Facebook yeah. and join in on the live shenanigans. I just was
1: reminded of the Uncle Sam, you know. Post. Oh, here we go.
3: There you go. Oh, yeah, right? You know when they were I recruiting? know. It's got to be a movie. <laughs> yes, the Uncle oh, Sam. That was actually
1: a recruitment for the Army.
3: Yes. Yeah, I gathered on, that. I want you. you. Come on, end time Army. It's prophetic.
1: Mm.
3: Anywho... We have already discussed that we are talking about a topic that is going to burn your skins and your feathers or whatever you have to, you know, protect you at this point because this conversation is about to get
2: hot. Yeah,
3: hot. So, without further ado, we just had... Uh, our class from Kingdom Emotions.
2: I'm gonna give the theme song that my kids made up.
3: Okay, go ahead. It goes
2: Kingdom Emotion, like it in the ocean, mm. rolling around with the motion oh. of the spirit in the ocean. Wow, that was Levi. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
3: Collision. That was <laughs> Levi. <Yeah. laughs>
2: Levi can go to collision. Carrie can stay with collide. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take him. Uh, right, right. I'll we'll take, take him
0: it. here. not with drummer. He can He's our little drummer. Yeah. Exactly. Why do you say it again? I like that. It was, oh, well. What mm. was it he was singing
2: mm. today? was kingdom emotion. Mm. Like we're in the ocean. Mm. Rolling around with the motion mm. of the kingdom emotion. Mm. And Levi walks around with his little swag going... <laughs>
3: We should get him to do it on a break or
1: something. Yeah. Maybe if he's yeah. still awake, yeah. we'll yeah. get him to rap it. Promoting our album, we don't it's even know what the uh, album you is know?
2: yet. Yeah, he only gave me four lines. That's why he didn't make Collide. If he'd given me that fifth line, yeah.
3: <laughs> he would get Okay. Yeah, wow. Just a little.
2: Oh, he missed out okay. by one yeah, line. Just one line, you know, <laughs> just line. that edge. One line. Just needed that extra line to okay. you know, seal it. Don't tell him Keep that. Keep trying, yeah. lady. Next year, there's always Next year. <laughs>
0: Don't tell him that. Uh, Please don't tell him that. At least he's not
1: indifferent. Oh! Kingdom, uh, the Kingdom emotion class was really, really good tonight. Yeah, it was. Yep. Even though we only saw a quarter of it, <laughs> but that doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> it hit, I'm telling you, because that last part I had to walk out,
1: I had to take a break. It was deep. So mm. tell and us. No, I. we were watching it online, so I saw a good portion of it. It's cool. has uh, it, it's assisting people get, getting physically healed. Mm. Emotionally and, and physically healed.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah, um, it was really powerful because, like Dr. Robin says every week, it's basically just what we learn in abiding, but we're kind of pulling the layers back yeah, and I we're stripping it down to like it's real deep, deep content of how to apply abiding in our emotions. I think it's that's, what that's you That's the did. how. It's the yeah. how.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's the process. It's definitely the process. I did the introduction of what God require wants from us about the abiding in Christ and how that is a lifestyle of living in it. And I came from a different angle but met with you in the middle. But you've actually taken, uh, with Kingdom Emotions, you've taken taken it to a place to do with how it works through science, how it works through the body. And I think that's really necessary, very necessary, to understand it, to be introduced to it, yes, now we bring understanding
2: with it. Yes. And especially I find it's um, important because we're in a world at the moment where science is being used to try to create new narratives of normals like to do with gender and, you know, to do with variance and all of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> and look, science talk is actually about the spiritual yeah, side. But science it. is actually the knowledge of God being revealed through creation. Like and it's nothing but God revealed through creation. You know, science mm. is actually means the knowledge of something, a science of something. So it's powerful because a lot of believers have tried to divorce science from the power of the Holy Spirit and they can't be divorced. Like the Holy I Spirit is really important. science so much so that it just wants to loudly explain who God is through creation and that's what I love learning. Like tonight we learned about the power of gratitude and I brought out to the students... I love uh, what you said. You know, um, like it's like... Neuroscience uh, journal um, published a couple of years ago that it it's a known fact that impossible. you know um, it's impossible for gratitude and anxiety to coexist in the brain at the same time. You know, now
0: that that's a, that's a, an explosion, yeah. Like when that you when you hit take hit that, hit. like woo, hit it. I want people to listen to that
2: yeah. and, and say, right. w- Tell us why, yeah. Because, um, what happens is, uh with anxiety, with the pathways of the mind, and uh, I was going through all of the actual medical benefits of gratitude, and gratitude turns on healing genes, such as like the C4 gene, which is a healing gene for the body. But gratitude actually has the power to overwrite anxious thoughts. And when you're, when you're grateful for something, when you show uh, they've scientific uh, you know, data has shown that people that make a gratitude list – end up living three times longer than people that don't. Like people that every day can get up and say, I'm thankful for A, B, C, D, and visually see that and then also verbally like, you know, exclaim that out. They can actually create a system of longer life in their cells and in their organs. So, you know, when Jesus said do everything with a cheerful heart, there's science behind it. It's not just like, oh, here's a nice idea. And like we talked about principle tonight. It's a kingdom principle. But what else we talked about tonight was when that kingdom principle becomes a truth for you, a present truth, the power of that kingdom principle is unlocked. So it's really, really um, amazing stuff. I can't wait for our church in Sydney to do it. They start in like, I think it's two weeks. Yeah. So... Um, I just know they're going to be blown away. We encourage everyone in Sydney to do this. And what I love about our course, and maybe some of the students who are in the audience tonight with the live um, portal audience, they can actually like kind of testify to this. Um, we take time in the start to do re- these really powerful workshops. It's not just teaching. Like tonight we did just an exercise of just sitting and being still. And we would usually have worship like where we sing and we create the noise. Mm. But tonight, um, I shouldn't say noise, create the sound. Tonight I felt like some people had been in an environment of noise in the last three weeks, three days. So we just played a very, very simple like worship track and it was the old songs like, you know, um, As a Deer Pants by the Water. Yeah, yeah. Like songs that have had such time, you know, like tested security and like, you know, There Is None Like You and just some really, really big classics and then we just started thanking the lord out loud like lord we're thankful for what you who who you are what you're doing and i just wanted i wanted that heightened emotion that we talked about last week to come to fruition and not just the heightened emotion of the negative heightened emotion of anger or all these things but us to be getting used to heightening our emotion in a godly way right. you know and so um, i thought that was a really powerful scene it set the tone for what the holy spirit wanted to deliver through the message and um Yeah, I'm just so excited to be able to walk people through it and just keep showing how science wants to point to Jesus. It wants to point to Jesus. It's not a war. It's longing to point to Jesus. Christianity,
0: I have never joined those two together in such a way that it makes sense. Mm. Even myself, because I move more in the spirit and... Even that, it's just making sense. See, I know, you know, principles in the spirit and I know that the spirit, you know, walking in the spirit is a now thing. Yeah. It's a now thing. Yep. But the way that you explain it, you know. Yeah. And you you add the science of your body to it. And the creation of this body and what God has done, the creator in this, it just makes the scriptures make sense.
2: Yeah, wow. Um, Actually, if you want to know just a a couple of backing up kind of uh, factual things here. Uh, Positive psychology today says um, it's a known fact that gratitude improves your health. Um, Gratitude builds professional commitment. Um, The neuroscientific research into gratitude says gratitude is the healthiest of all emotions that humans can show. So gratitude is significant in ancient philosophies and cultures. So, And then we go into the neural mechanisms of gratitude um, that are responsible for feelings of gratitude have grabbed attention. Studies have demonstrated at the brain level moral judgments involving feelings of gratefulness are evoked in the right anterior temporal cortex... In the same study it was revealed that the reason why some of us are naturally more grateful than others is the neurochemical differences at the central nervous system and again some of us are more grateful than others because some of us are able to let go of memories of the past. Ah, that's and so very good. the central nervous system, the autonomic nervous system, good. the hippocampus, the short-term memory, the the more we can let go of what happened yesterday and be grateful for, for what's happening now the more we will be likely to be programmed to a natural inkling of being grateful, you know. And that's powerful because, like I said, it's a known fact that anxiety cannot exist in the same space. One overpowers the other. Yeah, I And can, gratitude I can always see that. overpowers anxiety.
0: And I think that gratitude and thankfulness, being thankful, being grateful for things, they work together. And, and uh, that's why the scriptures talk about it uh, because it seems that the, the spirit of God wants you to get it, to get how it works. You, you don't have to understand it. You just need to get how it works. And then you see that if somebody is thankful and grateful then anxiety will not yeah. operate at the same time. Mm. And until eventually, if you're so grateful, you're so thankful, then you don't have to master this anxiety all the time. All right.
3: One thing, I'm not sure if you've ever clarified this. I'm trying to remember if you have. But you were mentioning, and we're going to start going into it, um, about like faith and you really debunk this, <laughs> I'll say theology or belief that, you know, we have to conjure this up. We have to conjure up faith in order for it to perform. Mm. And it's on that basis. But is that the same thing for gratitude? Is gratitude coming from the spirit first? Or is this something we can just make a choice every day to be grateful Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I think something to understand about kingdom emotions is um, they're not your feelings. Mm. They're God's feelings being felt through you and you just choose to partner with them. And, um, you know, and when I say they're not your feelings, they don't originate with you. Like, again, thankfulness, how powerful it is. Can I, I'll
0: add something there. If they did, you know, originate with you, It would be one thing, then the next thing Mm. individually. You know, it wouldn't be collective.
2: Yeah, gods flow into each other.
0: It's a flow. Because they're God's feelings, it's a flow. It's a flow. It's a flow. One connects with the other, connects with the other, connects with the other. We spoke about it last On Sunday night when we did that portal. It is so important for you to see because as Christians, we have been using them. Separate. Separate. Yep. And the other, I think it was the other night, the Lord said, look, tell them. it It is a flow. It flows like a river. You know joy? The Lord's strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So connect those two together mm. and stop just trying to, well, I've got joy, now I I need to make sure I can appropriate, you know, strength or I can build strength or I can do something. But no, they connect together.
2: Mm. So going into the break, because I know we've already done 20 minutes, I just want to let people know the difference is... Um, and this kind of shocked me when I was learning about kingdom emotions and the power of it, even in the non-believer, the ability to be thankful is God. There is no way that a human can derive or kind of contrive that emotion void from God's spirit. So every positive emotion of thankfulness, um, you know, uh, hope, um, you know, all of these things that we would kind of, try to attribute to the human spirit. It's because we're made in the image of God. And I see the power of God and the love of God to even express himself through people that are not in covenant with him. Like goodness comes from God. There is no goodness without God. So there is no gratitude without God. There is no hope without God, you know. And so even it's like a creative, even the creative person that's, um doesn't have their spirit redeemed, when they're creating, they're still tapping into the image of the God that they're made in. Now, they might use yeah. their creative juices to create something that doesn't please God, Yeah. but it's still the ability to create that has come from the God, the God that they're made in the image of. Yeah. So yeah. this is really important because then you understand, oh, kingdom emotion, okay, well, I don't conjure that up. I don't make faith happen. Yeah. I don't make hope happen. I don't make trust happen. It's something that I let flow through me. Yeah, it, it's a flowing,
0: it's a definite flowing and it does not have to be connected uh, to, to get one after the other, it's actually connected. If yeah. you go with one and if you want the rest, you're going to flow with the lot. You can't have joy and not have strength. It just doesn't work that way, you know? Oh, you can live happily ever after, but you can't really. But you can declare that that's joy, but that is not joy. That doesn't give what comes with it according to the word of God, and that is his strength. The joy of the Lord is his strength. Now, do you see what I'm saying? So it continually flows to be grateful it's to be thankful. They, they work
2: together. Yeah. And just the medical benefits before we go into the break. Uh, gratitude reduces pain. Gratitude actually helps to get rid of toxic emotion Definitely. in the brain. Things that you can be... Um, what I like to say is gratitude is like the door of closure. It really brings a closure. We find that in studies, what I'm learning is that a lot of people that have problems sleeping, it's because they're not grateful. Insomnia is really linked to, you know, a grateful heart because when you're not grateful for something, you never have closure about it. And so you when you go rest. to sleep, you can never have proper sleep because you're never at closure in your heart. So, so you it's ne- always an open door. You're never door. at rest. Yeah. So no. this is, I mean, I could God's go for rest. hours on the benefits, but we're going to let it flow in, into the break. Yeah, but let let yeah. What you
0: just said, that is tied up again with God's rest. And that means then the type of rest that you would say that would work with that to give you closure would be um, that rest from works. Mm. That rest from always thinking what you're going to do next, what you're going to do next. Mm. That's not a flow, by the way. That's not a flow.
3: We're going to flow into a break as Pastor Nate just mentioned. And we're going to flow right back in in just a sec. We'll be right back.
2: I want to just dive straight in, Shania. I think it's important to read this. Uh, this is from... Again, positivepsychology.com. And it says, here, does gratitude change the brain? Because we're talking about the power of faith and love and these emotions flowing. It says, the Mindfulness Awareness Research Center of UCLA stated that gratitude does indeed change the neural structures in the brain and make us feel happier and more content. Feeling grateful and appreciating others when they do something good for us triggers the good hormones and regulates effective functioning of the immune system scientists have suggested that by activating the reward center of the brain gratitude exchange alters the way we see the world and we see ourselves dr alex korb in his book upward spiral mentioned that gratitude forces us to focus on the positive sides of life what is the result when we give and receive thank you notes our brain is automatically redirected to pay attention to what we have Producing intrinsic motivation and a strong awareness of the present. Yeah. What we talked about tonight. Yeah. Gratitude is always linked to the present. Yeah. It's never linked to the future. There we go.
0: Or so what about the past? You can't be thankful
2: for what you have now. You'll never be thankful, thankful for what,
0: what you'll what, get. Yeah. And what about the past?
2: It's more linked to the present. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But what does it do for the past? It helps to heal the past. Okay, thank it you. It brings inner healing. I'll finish this part. Also, the neurochemical level, gratitude acts as a catalyst for neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and Um, The ones that manage our emotions, anxiety, and immediate stress responses. So the more grateful you are, the less stressed you are. And uh, of that's a big, big thing. So we're
0: talking about indifference tonight and that is nothing to do with gratitude or being grateful or being thankful. So pastor we want to ask him to make a comment on this.
2: Yeah well you were in the message when we talked about indifference what kind of stood out to you because that's our f- portal theme tonight. Yeah. I think I pronounced that wrong I think it's Nuri Nora epinephrine Make sure I get the <laughs> right. Sounds like a yeah, chemical. because there are two the that are sound similar, and they're two different functions. But yeah,
1: take nori or kefirum three mm-hmm. times daily. No, burpium. three no times virpium. a day. Yeah, uh, I was convicted because you you, you mentioned how um, being indifferent to things that don't happen the way you expect them to. You, what did you say? You opt out. You opt out. I think I've done that a lot when I've been disappointed in like the answered unanswered prayer. Oh well, that's not working, so I'll just opt out. Very important to correct that because um, it it really shows that you're you're not really following after the spirit; you're after the result. And so um, that, stood that, out cool. to me. that stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, it stood out to me. It makes it all about you again when yeah. when things aren't going the way you expect, and then you shut down. And I, I feel there's a l- indifference in every sort of area you can talk about relationship indifferences yeah uh, workplace indifferences indifferences with god you know god doesn't do what i expect him to do i'll just pull back right and we do it subconsciously you know um so uh not to be too negative you know off the bat um indifference is the opposite of love and so um really it, it exposes the the depth of our love or lack thereof by the emotion of indifference mm. or love. So um, you were talking about um, thankfulness. Boy, I, I think all of us could do with 100% more thankfulness.
0: Well, the scriptures continually say be yeah. thankful. Yeah. And, uh, you know... We get so caught up in this. We think, well, why would I be thankful, my circumstances? Because it's tied in with something. Thankfulness is tied in with God's blessing. We just don't see it. We think that if we get the blessing, then we'll be thankful. We've got it. Well around the wrong
2: way. Yeah, we actually don't see um, the picture that I gave to is that thankfulness is actually the conveyor belt that brings the promise to your present reality. Wow. You know, you start with faith, you activate faith, and then by faith moving through love, because you talked about indifference being the opposite of love, that's why God can't bless indifference because it has no faith and it has no love. Right. So faith working through love. And we talked about that tonight. We talked about how we as believers let faith stop at faith. But faith is not fulfilled until it works through love. Yeah. Otherwise it's, not, it's just principle and it's not real faith because faith is motivated and energised by love. And if you don't have uh,
0: love, then faith won't go anywhere. Yeah. It really won't.
2: And it has the potential to turn into fear.
0: Yes, and a lot of other things that don't connect with love, yep. faith, love, fear, hate, fear, whatever. Because yep. that connects too. This is what we need to see. Yes, Woo! it connects too. The devil knows how to connect as well. Oh, my See? goodness. So hes he never does anything that's of his own. He just counterfeits. He counterfeits that which God is principles, that work. And so he will counterfeit fear, hate, fear, whatever. But I want to hit indifference. To do it, and you know why I want to hit indifference. Did you want to hit that one first to give them a think about it? Indifference to me has no power. I, I think of indifference and I think, well, it is what it is <laughs> that's indifference, but to me, that makes absolutely no sense at all. What does that connect? It is what it is.
1: It's unchangeable. That's what that statement means. It is. It is what it is. You're not going to change it. It is
0: anything. not even. It neutralizes
1: that. the supernatural. It just,
0: yeah. n- but it to me. numbs it. There's nothing to it. No. Nah. What? Is it a challenge? No. It's nothing. It's so empty. A Mm. statement, it is what it is. And that's why we call tonight, it isn't what it is. Mm. And that's important because uh, as Christians, we should never associate with that statement, it is what it is. Because it's empty, totally empty. There's no hate, there's no anger, there's no love, there's no faith, there's no anything in it. Yeah. So as Christians, we shouldn't even have that in our vocabulary.
1: That's good. That's very good. Um, Yeah, Pastor Nate, you mentioned thankfulness, right? Mm. A couple of years back when we were kicking off the – the prayer meeting for City Watch, um, we we modelled after the, um, I think it's, two Timothy where Paul says that um, we're to start our prayer for authorities with the giving of thanks. Yeah. And so ever since then, our prayer meetings all start with thanking the Lord for what He's done, what we have, and what He's about to do. Yeah. Um, we're not religious about it, but we're pretty consistent. So every prayer meeting, by the grace of God, starts with thankfulness. Yeah. So it gets you, that gets you on the right sort of pathway for more, fi- more faith and more love. Because when you're thanking the Lord, you're realising all that he's done, you know. And, and even in my personal life, I, my, my personal prayer life, I try and begin by thanking, not mm. asking you know, with the list, this is what I need you to do, or this is what I need you to move on, Lord. Just start with thankfulness.
2: Yeah, and we talked tonight too about because there's many different forms of indifference, and I think it's, I think it's really um, important that we dive into the different forms because indifference can come in a in a godly, spirit-filled believer's life where they can be indifferent in one area but totally connected in the next. Yeah. Like they can be totally connected to what God is doing in them and their personal relationship with him. And, Lord, okay, I'm letting you search the rooms of my heart. I'm letting you go deep. But then when it comes to trusting in what God is doing in others, oh, no, Mm. it is what it is. That's by choice. Yeah, I don't want to get involved. They're not going to be, look, you know, they've been that way. It is what it is. Look, I just can't change them. They want to be like that. So it's very convenient Very convenient. So we got convenient indifference. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Then we've got what I call denial indifference, which is the kind of indifference that I talked about usually when we see the situation of someone who's going through like a physical challenge of their body. And so what they do is they get indifferent by pretending and denying. Like we talked about the confession of, oh, you know, I am sick and we talked about positive present tense confession. Yeah. But the Christian denial phrase that we do is I'm not sick. I'm not sick at all. You know, and then we use that masking to mask what we're really feeling and we cover it up we cover up what we're really feeling with these indifferent attempts at at uh, appropriating scripture. But because we actually don't believe the power of the scripture because we believe the power of the scripture. We would see in the context that the scripture was spoken was an emotionally charged response.
0: But I'll tell you, know you, you something saying? to do with denial, indifference. Um, you said that um, you know uh, we. It's like if we say it enough. We'll believe yeah. but we never believe it because indifference never has any form of belief in it. I told you it's empty. So if you are indifferent in denial, nothing changes because in denial changes nothing. Why? Because you have to face something to change. And in denial, you will never face anything.
2: You keep on Pretending. Yeah. And that constant like, oh, I'm using the example of the denial indifference. difference. Like, you know, you've been diagnosed with something. Someone might ruffle some feathers here. But someone, you know, has been diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. And rather than facing what they're feeling about the diagnosis, they use the cover-up of scripture. So they put the fig leaves on and they go, oh, well, It doesn't affect me. It is what it is. You know, I know I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm not sick. It's the I'm not. I'm not sick. I know. I'm not sick. And the heart goes, "Uh, but you are sick. Yeah. The body goes, but you are sick. And we'll keep showing you signs until you acknowledge that you are sick. And the symptoms will keep appropriating. Something I said to the class tonight, you never once hear Jesus tell someone in the word they're not sick he's never indifferent either. He never says to the blind beggar, "You're not blind." he never says to the woman with the issue of blood "You're not bleeding and he deals he, he goes is the issue
1: he you're deals. not dead you're not dead
2: <laughs> lazarus no he goes he goes to the heart of the matter, he addresses their present tense reality, yeah. and then he affirms a greater reality, you are healed
0: but also. He has to face. It gets them to face everything because without facing it, there can't be a healing. This is the key. There can't if you don't face it. I mean, you go around saying, you know, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. And you don't even know what you're facing unless you face it and let the Holy Spirit show you what's trying to hit you or trying to come against you. You see, I always say, excuse me, these things are coming against me. Yeah. That is more real than saying, nope, it's not, I'm healed, I'm healed. Yes, you are healed in the Word, but you've got to appropriate yeah. it. You've got to um, acknowledge it, acknowledge things, and then you can appropriate things. This business of saying, and I know you say but name it and claim it mm. and all that, that's nonsense. It really is, and it's time it was washed out of the church, yeah. I can tell you. It doesn't build faith. It doesn't build faith. It builds presumption, Mm -hmm. total presumption. And the problem with
2: that is that this I'm not confession, I'm not sick, I'm not bothered, I'm not worried, when you really are, what it's doing is your emotions are storing what they're feeling, really feeling, and you're teaching your heart that you don't acknowledge it. And so, by teaching your heart that you don't acknowledge it, your heart says, Okay, well, you ignore me. Yeah. So, I've learned now that you don't listen to what I'm actually saying to you. So, now the heart says later on in life, I need to paint a drastic picture to get your attention. Yeah. Yeah. I need definitely. to let something happen to yes. get your attention. Yes. Because obviously, you're not listening to my signals. And so, like I gave an example tonight, the enemy doesn't mind us being, you know, um, kind of having success in one area because he'll, he'll, give up, yeah, he'll give up territory, say, if you've got, like, you know, a stomach problem. He'll give up that territory for a couple of years and you'll think, oh, yeah, well, it, I'm, it doesn't bother me. I'm, you know, I'm good now. I'm all healed. I'm but your heart hasn't been acknowledged because Satan's job is to kill you. It's not to make you feel bad. It's not to, you know, infirm you. It's to kill you. Like, and until we get that realisation, he wants me dead, uh, you know, and so the heart will hold on and usually the enemy will say, okay, yeah, I'll let go in this area because I know what's really going to happen down the track where I'm not worried about the gallbladder. Let's go for the heart. Let's heart disease. Let
0: me balance this a little, and I hate the word balance, but um, healing is not a challenge to the devil. And it never was a challenge to the devil. Like Pastor said, I can take another area. The only thing that really challenges the enemy is deliverance. You see? That is the challenge because you can't deny that if, uh, you know, I don't have demons because they'll manifest. And uh, he can't take from another area, you see? He can't take what is already, you know, he's operating in. A house divided can't stand. So if he's got demons going on, he can't turn around and say, I'll take those demons out and put more demons in, you see. And so the biggest challenge for him is definitely deliverance. And so you can't, it works different than healing. Healing he can take from another area because he's already studied you. He knows where your weaknesses are in your body and where your weaknesses are in your character.
2: And but healing is always, he
0: doesn't want to play with.
2: But healing is always tied up with God's responsibility, you know, and God's way of touching you. Freedom, when I'm learning, is always tied up with your belief systems. So the enemy doesn't mind, you know, giving a little bit of pull in the or take in the healing part as long as you get to keep your ungodly belief systems. When you start coming for what's holding the house together, yeah. that's when Satan says, No, 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 no. We ain't giving that up. Yeah. It took too long to get it. Get it. Taken like 20 years to get in there i built the floorboards, i built the walls, i put the ceiling on. My house. Uh, it's my they house. Made me a
0: strong house. Yeah,
2: mm. it's my stronghold. You know, if you want to paint the house, okay. You right. want to put some new furniture in, okay. You know, that's what healing is but basically don't like empty doing. do the room. But right. don't get rid of the floorboards. Don't go to the structure. Don't go to the foundation. Mm. Because if you start doing that, you'll get on my nerves.
0: Yeah, because you're going to start cleaning up. You start... You're starting to clean up. And see, in cleaning up, you can't use indifference. Woo!
3: (laughs) Um, we got to go on a short break because, believe it or not, you guys have been going for the last 20 minutes again. Yeah, very good. Um, So we'll go on a short break and continue this conversation. I don't want it to stop. Okay. And I'm not just being indifferent about it, okay? So we'll be right back. (laughs)
2: So blessed to have oh, Pastor Natalie and the new Bob Cassis on our portals. He's <laughs> great. Our baby is already in ministry and hasn't even entered the earth yet. I uh, know that's right.
0: Been on portals t- twice now.
2: <laughs> kind of like Ziggy. Yeah.
3: It's a portal baby. Gonna be
2: a portal baby. Yep.
3: Anywho, welcome. Past the now I was about to call you Dr. Nally for a second there. Mm. <laughs>
4: no,
0: she'll be at the
3: doctor's. <laughs> uh, she'll be at the doctor's <laughs> not <here>. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> funny. Robin, that was quick. That was witty. I love it. Um we welcome you, of course, to the Portals podcast. You're becoming a frequent portaler or something. I don't I was about to say a frequent flyer, but you're not flying, but kinda you I are because you're portal. <laughs> Right, you're going somewhere. You're going places, and it's here with us on Portals. So, welcome back again. We love the the wisdom that the Lord deposits in you and in pots to us. Thank you, man. So, we are thankful and grateful <laughs> for your your uh, presence here.
5: Levi was just doing his thankful story in Bible in his schoolwork, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so it's <was> very coincidental. <laughs>
3: Yes, we gotta get Levi
5: to do his rap
3: soon. But until then, we're gonna continue this lovely dynamic of indifference. And tonight I did learn about these different stages of indifference because like you guys said how
4: it could be strong in one one area, you could be denial in in this area. Very, very big. It could be,
3: you know, other parts of indifference that you're not aware of. And especially this is what it is. And like what pastor Tony said really stood out to me because sometimes I feel like I get in that place of indifference when I don't see a different picture. yet, don't see a change or what, like, where is it going? And the Lord just revealed that to me in one of our lovely journals, you know, the million and ones that we had to do. For lesson that's two, it's like is, is been very helpful to explore this. But that's
2: actually backed up, like with the what we talked about in scripture with the man that, the king that was given the arrows. Yeah, he couldn't see the point. Yeah. And we that talked about that was yeah, complacency. and that's another kind of indifference. Yeah. Being complacent, thinking there's no point, what's the use, I don't see the result. I
0: can't see the the, the
2: purpose. And we just get the arrows and we just go, (laughs) okay, God, yeah, sure, strike the ground three times. Mm. And the Lord said, (laughs) well, if you'd done it ten times, you would have ten victories.
0: One thing with the children of Israel, once they got a hold of it, they weren't indifferent. They walked around, did what God wanted them to do around Jericho. Mm. There was no, no indifference Yeah, the Joshua there, generation. And definitely. they just, those walls just collapsed and, you know, fell. But they didn't just fall. The, the earth sort of grabbed them, you know, and they fell into the ground. Mm. And so, you know, indifference is a dangerous thing. Mm. It's a dangerous thing because it, it doesn't contain faith it doesn't contain hope. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, connect with faith, hope, love. Doesn't connect with anything that's positive. Right. It doesn't. It just connects with nothing. Mm. I told you it's empty, totally empty. When someone says, "Oh, it is what it is," then I think, "Wow, that is so empty." That statement.
2: Kind of like a black hole. Yeah. I see indifference like, and I said tonight, the, lo- the Holy Spirit can't dwell in duality, mm. and indifference is actually duality disguised, yes,
0: very much, because so. you
2: jump in and out of believing, yeah, yeah. through convenience.
0: Well, you know, y- and you,
2: you don't believe, and exactly, you say I believe one one minute, but then in the next breath you say, "Uh, I don't want to be involved emotionally." One of yeah. the biggest indifferences in the church is, you know emotional indifference Mm. and I think we need to address this because we say this well you know it is what it is can't change it you know it is what it is they'll always be like that but the truth of the matter is if you weren't affected you wouldn't be saying it is what it is Right. The fact that you're Here saying it is what it is, yeah, what no, it is okay. means you have deliberately, psychologically chosen yep. to put up a defense to protect yourself. It, mm. It's a lie. So the lie is the boundary, or the, sorry, the wall that you've put up to be the it is what it is lie, wall, defense. But why do you need to be defended if you're not affected? But it's a lie, it's a pretense.
0: It's a pretense. I'm pretending that I don't care. I'm pretending that it is what it is. Okay, put me in a circumstance and a situation where I do care and you won't see me indifferent. I actually had the challenge with someone on this only two weeks ago and uh, the statement was made. It is what it is and I... I immediately challenged it and said that's not true i don't believe that for one minute you believe that i said maybe in this circumstance you want to make it that way but put you in a certain circumstance a situation you would fight tooth and nail to bring this to an end yeah. i said no no it's a convenience your convenience You can have denial, you can have complacency, right? But what I said tonight during the church, uh, during the uh, emotions, kingdom emotions, I meant it's a stench in the nostril of the Lord because it's neither hot nor cold. You would be better to be cold. Have a hard heart. Cold. God can do something, have a hot heart. He can bless it. But this indifference means I don't want to even enter into this, you know, maybe sometimes hot, maybe sometimes cold, double-mindedness, double-heartedness, all of this ties in with this lie. Mm. It's a lie, okay? I'm going to say it right now. You're lying to yourself.
5: Mm. That, is that kind of like how you can't just let something... ...like what you're saying, being different about it. You need to actually go to the Lord and find out what he's thinking about... ...that situation In situation.
0: But, so they, but they're saying, saying when they nothing? say that, to go to the Lord... ...you have to be out of denial.
5: Exactly, yeah. They're
0: lying to they themselves. You to come out of that. Right. There is no such thing... I, I as I said before, the word indifferent it can have lots of meanings. I yep. don't care. it's totally empty. Yep. there's nothing in it yep. I'm indifferent. no, then I would need to be indifferent every single day yep. every to be an indifferent person and make the choice. It would not affect me anything. I'd be indifferent about everything, but I choose. When I want to be, and I choose when I don't want to be, and I'm sorry, that's not real.
2: No, it's not. And the that's fact not is, real. Pastor, the fact is just to tie it baby. in now to the fact of faith and hearing God's voice. Please catch what I'm about to say, because I didn't get to say it tonight. I had it in one of my notes, but we just, and I'll probably say it next week. God won't talk to you about something you are not emotionally connected to. That's right. Emotions. Become the precipiter for the spirit to talk to you, and it you you call and if it you, the precipiter if you try to say if you try to say, and I'm not I'm not affected by that. Don't don't ever expect to hear God about it. But indifference
0: doesn't even have a flow, Pastor. <laughs> nope. it doesn't even flow. It's just a lie, an absolute lie. And I'm telling you, anyone that entertains a lie like nothing like that, nothing's happening, then I'm going to tell you right now, God hates it. God abhors it. Because it's nothing. It goes nowhere. And God is active. And, you know, you can have doubt. You can have unbelief. One you have to get healed of and delivered from yeah. and the other, you can get restored. But in difference, you can't get anything. It's empty. Yeah. And past, all I can say is it's a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it shuts your emotions. There's no emotions. There's no possibility of kingdom emotion. Mm. There's not even possibility of your own because they've just yep. like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And a couple of scriptures no flow. that we need to bring out here, um, really important is, you know, in Ezekiel we're told we're given the heart of flesh. Now, you said something really powerful. You said you can have a cold heart, you can have a hot heart, but God will not let you Absolutely. have a stony heart. And indifference is a stony heart. Because he says, I cut that out of you, and I put in you a heart of okay. flesh, which means you are to feel, you are to be emotionally connected to what God is doing. And by doing that, this is what the um, you know, uh Acts 28 27 says. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear. Their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn. In order to turn, you can't be indifferent. No. I would heal them. It's got no action. So God's saying if you have a stony heart, a heart that's grown dull, that is not emotionally connected, it's going to be like what I shared tonight with the light with the in the eye. That's right. You know, the light, in if the lamp of the eye is full of light, then the rest of the body is full of light. Well, if your heart is not emotionally connected, none of you is going to be connected. And I think we think as Christians we can compartmentalise the parts that we get involved with. Well, mm. I can just give my brain to that. I can just yeah. give my, my thoughts to that, my yes, intellect to that. Yes. But, I, 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 but I'm but i not emotionally involved. Like, I can just help that person without trusting them. Please. Please. Whenever does that happen in the kingdom of God? Well, I can just be in their life but not get involved and Come not on, be you I'm know, emotionally go there. charged. I'm going to tell you, you can't even... Im- Please. Look, not even Satanists
0: can be indifferent. Oh, Jesus. Not even... The- You've got to have a belief system. And you can't be indifferent because you'd be dead, man. You'd be dead. There's no life pouring out of you. There's no emotion, mm-hmm. even bad emotion. You know, nope. there's nothing pouring out of you. Satanists are not indifferent. Nope. They are very, very, um, you know,
2: what what's they're fast. <laughs> yeah, what they believe. They believe. They're zealous. They're zealous. For very others.
0: much wrong emotion, but not indifferent. Tell me someone you think could be indifferent. I don't know
2: anyone that can be indifferent because it's very partial. Yeah, and it's funny the thing <laughs> about indifference is you have to keep reminding yourself to be yes, indifferent. That's true. Because yeah. your body, your brain, under the Holy Spirit's guide, has this way of just letting love creep in. Yeah, letting hope creep in. Yeah, you know, I'm just All gonna that. go to church. All I'm not. Just, I'm not gonna get involved. I'm not gonna just. I'm just gonna go to church. I'm just gonna do the ministry thing, and I'm just gonna not talk to anyone. I'm not gonna open up to anyone. I'm that's just right. gonna be cold. But then yeah. here comes Shania at here church. Comes Alexandra. She here hugs comes, you. You know, someone <laughs> comes up and they just say, "How are you doing?" And Alexandra. And before you know it, got have a hug. Before you know it, your defenses have been worn down, and then you've got to remind yourself, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't want to get involved." <laughs> But then your heart starts to go, oh, but I want to I let her in. Oh, wow, I need to open up. Oh, wow, I feel the warmth. I feel the love. And then you've got a war within yourself. Hang on, no, no, no. I've got to remind myself to stay stoic. No, I've got to be angry. Oh. I've got to teach myself to be angry in this moment. Why was I angry in the first place? Yeah. Then you've got to go into the corner. And you've got to remind yourself yes, of all the times yes. that you've got to be angry to get that anger back up. But because indifference, again, chooses. Look, there's
0: no one that's indifferent I told you, Satanists are not indifferent. They're not. They're not. And so even demons are not indifferent. They're not. They want what they want. You know what I mean? To be indifferent means you've got no feeling whatsoever. You're empty. You're cold. You've got nothing. Okay. But I would challenge every time... Indifferent to one person, but not indifferent to another. You see? You're a phony. You're an absolute phony. And you need to be called out on it. You're not indifferent. You just choose to be what you are. Cold. Wow. Um,
3: I'm just... Thinking about a lot of things right
4: now. <laughs> yeah. China can I, can I just give you
2: a quote here? I think it's yeah. a powerful quote. Jim Caviezel, the guy who played Jesus Christ in Passion, he has a famous quote here. He says, Indifference is the destructive tolerance of evil.
0: There it is. <laughs> so destructive. I was going to say, it's a, nothing destructive about it.
2: Of something that God is trying to either remove mm. or replace. It's a tolerance. Yes. It's you saying, I can live with it at the same time as the reality okay, of Lord. what you want me to live with, Lord.
0: Yeah, I think it, it just oh, means the wow, difference is it's like I'm dead inside. Mm. I'm dead <laughs> inside. I have to be dead inside. And no one's dead inside. That's right. Again, it's tolerated in areas of convenience. I'll be indifferent here. You don't. You're just cold. Call yeah. yourself what you really are. Cold. Yeah. And I'm cold because I've been hurt so much. <laughs> well, it
2: reminds me
5: of what when Jesus went to the was it the olive, tr- olive tree or the fig tree and he wanted fruit from it.
2: Yeah, he said you're not and doing it, He
5: got about. mad at the tree. I'm like, like calm down. I'd be like, it's okay, just, you know do something else or get food from somewhere else, but he knew. That this was not right. There was something behind it. I don't know the total meaning of it, but Jesus was not indifferent about a tree not bearing fruit. Yeah. He's me, never been very
0: indifferent very, about something anything. Something very simple.
5: Never. And he, and he challenged the tree. He's like, if I come back and this is not born any fruit yet or whatever, he's like, then you will die.
4: Mm-hmm. No, the tree was like, indifferent,
5: <laughs> Lord. It's like,
4: it, it
5: was just crazy to me. To me, that's such a small thing. But even in such a small thing, he would, he would not allow anything to be indifferent. So you're saying his
0: attitude. His attitude was never indifferent, even with the smallest thing. didn't have an attitude of anything like that. No. Because everything had purpose.
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: Indifference. Again, I'm going back to this (laughs) one thing and it's this. You cannot, you're only indifferent about what you call indifferent about certain things because it suits you. But other subjects, you will fight. Fight, fight, fight yep. to see it. Now tell me, is that indifference or are you lying?
2: You're selectively choosing you what you want to you be are. emotionally engaged You are engaged selectively
0: with. choosing.
2: And we said tonight the key statement of indifference always ends up being when I can't see the result straight away, when I can't feel the result straight yep. away, when I can't... See what I believe to be the result straight away. Get me out. Let's um, yeah. see, when you're emotionally connected and you trust the one that you're connected to, meaning the Holy Spirit, you don't say, Get me out. You say, Take me through. Right. And I had a let me feel yeah. everything about this that I'm meant to feel. Like, like that statement, I'm sick. A lot of people say, I'm not sick. And they want to be evacuated out. Get me out. They want a C section in the spirit. Get me out. They don't want to go through, here we go, the birthing canal and feel all of the pain of the push, feel all of the pain and all of that good pain that draws the baby to be born. They just want magic show. And that's why so many people feel like that process is always cut short in their lives because they're always saying to people, God, get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out. I have a revelation on this
0: and I want to bring it. I I was going to bring it during the teaching tonight, Mm -hmm. but the Lord's going to keep it and bring it later on in Portals. Now, here's the key here. We think when we're in this, so let's drop the indifference, you know, thought here. And really see what's going on when we're going through something to try and get out of it. We think, oh, that'll that'll rescue us. We'll get th- we'll get through it by getting out of it. God'll get me out of it, you know. And all this, but the Lord said to me tonight when I was sitting there. But when you get out of it, I don't get to go on the journey with you. Yes, and yeah. I want. The journey, that's what he said to me. He said to me, I want the journey. If you won't go on the journey and want out of it, then I don't get to go on the journey with you. You want to hit that? Because I want you to understand you rob the Lord of the journey. And the Lord looks for the journey to get to know you. Wow.
2: You didn't know this but I had a saying. Put that down there. You didn't know this but I had a saying that literally lined up with that and I didn't say it tonight because I thought "Oh, we're probably going to do portals. But one of the sayings I had written down was it's the through that brings you through but the get out leaves you without. Amen. And that's literally what you just said. Yeah. It's the going through that actually brings you through. And it's the get out, get me out, that leaves you and him without. It's true. And one thing the Lord's really
0: impressing upon me is that he wants to be active in this journey. Mm. You want everything.
2: Not just sovereign.
0: Ten things in one go because that'll get you where you want to go. But if you want to do it the way he wants it to go... Then you do the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, one after the other.
2: Yep. Wow.
0: We don't, you know, that's why we have to hate what the Lord hates. And indifference has no life in it and it has no flow in it. Mm. It's got none, nothing in it. Mm -mm -mm. You know, People say, ah, it is what it is. And and if you ask them, you say, what the heck are you saying? What are you really saying? And they can't tell you, Shania. They really can't tell you what they're saying. Right. They can't because it's got no life in it. It's got no flow in it. It's got no ability in it. It's Mm -hmm. empty. It's dead. Right. And every single person on this earth has something that makes them tick. Mm, Right. Every person can some way
2: something moves them. Mm -hmm. So good.
0: All the time. In everything that's going on out there right now, the thing is, as I've said to the girls that work with me in open eyes, something will click them. Something will open their eyes. Might not be the same thing that opens mine, but something, something will click in. Yeah. Right. So here we go. So we do we say okay, I'm indifferent about everything, but well, you're dead. You're yeah. just dead. You just bury yourself. You're dead, man.
2: And as long as you've got eyes open right. As long as you're seeing pictures, you'll never, you'll never be able to be indifferent. You
0: can't be right. indifferent.
2: Literally. When you die, those eyes dilate and you stop seeing pictures. Pictures. Not peaches. Uh, pictures. Mm. So as long as your eyes are taking in pictures, you're going to be connected. Of course.
0: Of course. Right. When you're right. dead, you can be indifferent.
3: You know what?
0: <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you can be indifferent when you're dead. Wow. Okay? Okay. But I don't think that's a case or or a well, either. Uh, I don't think that's a case either. You're either heading to hell I think or heading to heaven. You'll care more you know than what? anything
2: when you're, when you're not on this earth.
0: So there you go. God never made us to be indifferent. He never put that emotion in there. Something counterfeited something that was in there and tried to make it sound a little bit maybe like faith.
3: Oh, uh, you know what? We gotta take a break,
0: Dr. Robin. Cause the devil, boy, oh boy, can he counterfeit. <laughs>
3: Get ready to feel emotions.
2: (laughs) No indifference there.
3: No indifference there. Welcome back, guys. We were just sub portaling. Trust me, we're going to put it in because Dr. Robin is busting at the seams in her terminology. She's
4: not indifferent. To share.
3: Right. She's definitely not indifferent to, to share this indifference. Section and we're yep. just exploring. Just so many. There's different w-
0: shades. Like yeah, we call
2: it fifty shades of indifference.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. And I different. think we we lie to ourselves. And I know in my past, I thought I was indifferent about <laughs> things. And then it, if I allow myself just to, a short while to think about oh,
4: it, geez. I
0: am not indifferent. I'm not. I'm just choosing to not connect with something that can bring a flow of God into my life, like faith and love and hope and strength and all these things. So my question is indifference is a lie. So it's the opposite of faith
2: Mm -hmm. and it's nothing. Definitely not working through love.
0: And it's nothing whatsoever to do with God. Mm -hmm. It's... Everything to do with the counterfeit of the devil,
2: it's the character of Satan.
0: It, thank you, that is what it is. It's a lie, we've been l- believing the lie, and we try to make our emotions work that way. Well, I got news for you if you're indifferent, there's no emotion, there's no flow whatsoever. No. Ever.
2: And there's no truth. The science. you can't connect science, to anything. You can't connect to truth if you're indifferent. The science of it is that the very pathway that you put in place to say, well, I'm not affected by that, is a lie. <laughs> and therefore the neural activity that is trying to signal a pathway of truth to connect is neutralised by the indifferent pathway. So the lie neutralises the truth. And it's like it takes effort to be numb. Please don't tell me that you're just numb. You have to remind yourself to be numb. You have to coach yourself to be numb. You have to turn off. And here's the thing, indifference. So it's saying in a s- nutshell, there can be no difference in the situation. There can be no change. There can be no progress. But that doesn't line up with Scripture because it says His mercies is new every morning. You know, today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day of your salvation, right? Yesterday, today, the same, forevermore, right? So all these scriptures are saying your lie is a lie.
5: You take God out of it. Yeah. Straight away.
2: And the nature of God is to always be transforming us. Behold, I do a new thing. Well, indifference says a new thing isn't capable or possible.
0: And the thing is, here's one I'd like to put in there. Indifference means... You can't have God in you at all. Mm. You can't have God in you because that means there's no emotion of God in you.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: You may, I told you, you're dead. And even when you're dead, you're still either going to go to heaven or go to hell. So there's nothing indifferent.
2: You can be indifferent when you're dead. Right. Oh, you can't. But you still have to make a choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and trust me, when you stand there before the judge and he reads your thoughts and the intentions of your heart in front of everyone, I don't think you'll be indifferent.
0: Let so me just tell you it's a lie. It is. Yeah. And the devil sold us a lie. Right. And he said, oh, you're indifferent. Not a word that God knows, indifference. Just call it. Lukewarm. Yeah. That's a, that's a better thing. And then lukewarm.
2: he says, I'll spit you out of my mouth.
0: Yes. Yeah, spew right. you. Spew. Not spit. Vomit. I want to
2: spew.
0: You. I want to have a. You know. Right.
2: Get that visual. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we don't have a vomit one. No. Um, Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> she did it anyway. <laughs> so, just a clarification and maybe even a separation. When a person has difficulty connecting to that emotional gateway through whatever reason, is that a real thing for a person or that's always been at the bottom line of this choice to choose to be indifferent about it?
0: Choose to be what? When they explain that again, so because well, let's drop the word indifferent. Okay. Take and warm. let's, let's uh, locate what the person is. Okay, yes. Something that the Bible can recognize. Okay.
3: So a person, like say, I know this has been coming up a little bit in our freedom sessions where we're noticing that people don't know how to connect to the emotional pathway of their heart. Is that a thing of... They don't know how, or is this something yeah, di- yeah, different? Because like, can people not know how to do that and yes, not be indifferent?
0: because uh, possibly uh, life okay. has pain, a, a pain cool. mm-hmm. uh, okay, cool. rejection. These are the things that connect. They're not good things, but at least they have life in them.
3: Got gotcha, you. You know,
0: gotcha. and so, yeah, like it can... You know, we can look at indifference and it's really maybe doubt. Mm. Maybe it it's is. unbelief. It is. Maybe it is. it's anger. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's pain.
2: Accusation.
0: Uh, it's got so many faces that mm. it can be, but we shove it under the heading of yeah. indifference. Yeah.
2: And I said tonight indifference becomes a trampoline for accusation. Yeah. Because it's funny how you say you're not connected to, you know, you're not involved. But then when the why comes to tell God of why the reason you want to blame him, you're able to connect to all those right. whys that you thought you weren't connected to. Yeah. Hit and it. funny enough, I want to just quickly maybe let's make a little differentiation, right? Being cold is different from being indifferent. Yeah. How? Being cold is I haven't had the ability... Through pain, through through past experiences of trauma, I haven't been taught how to connect to the faculties of my heart, and that's me, right? But being indifferent is I have been taught, but I deliberately choose not to. Ah,
0: But do you understand what I'm saying? That's me in my childhood, never knowing, never being taught how to connect with, uh, receiving. Giving, yes, but never receiving, mm. you see? So that that could come under the heading if someone was to think about it, they'd say, Oh well you're indifferent in that area. Right. No, right. no. I I haven't been taught. Yeah. So I need to learn, you see? Yes. That's life in it. Yeah. Right. But in again, let's hit this word indifference. It's got no life in it. It changes. It's got many faces, and they're all lies.
2: Yeah, all right. of
0: them. Lives of deception, unholy, oh <laughs> well, wow. unbelief—the whole lot. Let's call it what it is. It's so convenient to hide under that. Yeah, it's so convenient. You see, then we don't have to face we're being deceived. Mm-hmm. We're not got unbel we've not got belief, we've got unbelief, we've got anger issues, we've got this, no no but let's call it indifferent or indifference. Right. I yeah. don't
2: yeah. care. And either. what's funny is that the, the Bible the, the biblical term for indifference which is lukewarm shows you that you once were warm. Yeah. And you've nope. decided to be cold. You've decided to get some cold Here's water and pour it in so you're not as hot. But it shows you that even in that definition, you can never not just be warm. You can never not be involved. So that's important because there are some people, like even in the course, that are realizing, oh, wow, okay, well, I've never really connected with what I feel. So here's the opportunity for them now to connect. So what do you do if you find out, oh, you've been living in a different lifestyle in certain areas? You take the opportunity that God is giving you. To go on the heart journey and connect, to rewrite the picture. Now, if you don't take that opportunity after God has revealed it, that is now deliberate coldness, deliberate lukewarmness, deliberate indifference, and because you're choosing to say, "I'm, I'm see choosing." What
0: Pastor said about connect, and you see, if you connect, you get to be able to work through whatever the problem is, right? That's the power of connecting. All faith, hope, love, everything. And dealing with what's really coming up and not hiding behind a word that allows you not to
2: connect. (laughs) Another one, I want to quickly just mention a differentiation to help people. Another one is when we get that kind of position where the Lord says, um, take your hands off it. Don't put your hands on it. Yeah. And so we go, okay, Lord, I'm not putting my hands off it, on it anymore. That's not indifference, yeah. right? That's being obedient to remove your hand off a situation, to remove your... Pull your effect, your fingerprint off something. That's the Lord has told you. I don't want you involved. I want you emotionally connected to what I'm showing you to be connected to. And this is not it. But you're still going to be connected via the Holy Spirit to what He's focusing on. Right? Now, we get instances like this in our lives, especially as leaders, where the Lord will say, okay, take your hands off that person, leave them with me. Now, we're not indifferent because we're still trusting God with that person or that situation. Now, indifference would be, Lord, Lord I'm t- too hurt. I don't want to be involved. Yeah. I don't even want to be involved. Yeah. You can do it all. Yeah. That would be indifference as what, a leader.
0: What if we changed the word? Because I just heard the Lord say something to all me so strong. What if you would stop hiding ...behind the word indifference or indifference and call it what it is, an excuse. Yeah, wow. That's what the Lord said, because indifference is just an excuse. And I'm challenging people tonight to wipe this word out of their vocabulary, especially Christians... Everyone should wipe it out because you're not indifferent. You're just choosing. You're just choosing what you want to connect with and what you don't want to connect with. Now, hit that three times because that is what it's about.
2: I'm helping you not to be indifferent.
4: Excuse and
2: choosing.
3: Help me, help me.
0: It's just an excuse. And we see this with <laughs> That's Eli. That's what the Lord just said.
2: It's an excuse. We see this with Eli. Eli's major sin was choosing to not be emotionally connected yep. to the weight of sin of his sons. Yep. They come Samuel comes to him and says, You know, God told me that because of your sin in allowing your sons to do what they're doing, he's gonna kill you. On the same day that he kills both your sons, and what does he say? This man, he goes, eh, "He is God. Let him do what it, what he, what he, what he wants. It is what it is. He's God. Can't change it. Yeah. Wow. What a relationship he had. This is the same man that just told Samuel how to hear God's voice. Yeah. You're like
5: God, fight for me. You know, and
2: like I believe that Eli, if if the Lord had heard Eli say, wow. I've sinned. Forgive me. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me, God. Forgive my house. Right? But why was that? Well, let's dive in deeper. and It's because on. of Eli's own accusation against God. Yeah, that's accusation.
0: Another <laughs> word. That hides behind indifference. Here's a word for you. Hit that one. There are words that hide behind indifference. Fire there are off. actions that hide behind oh. indifference. And there are another word, another word. Tell us. Neutrality. Ooh, you're neutral. lying to yourself uh, if you think you're neutral.
2: No such
0: thing as neutral. Come on, hit hit it, hit it, hit it. You have to think about it, guys. There are words that you need to let connect to get healed. But they aren't neutrality and they're not indifference.
3: What about sarcasm? Oh. Yeah, that's
0: oh, another one. Yeah, humour, oh.
2: covering it up. Cover it up. You've got some good I ones I laugh there. off what I really feel.
0: Yeah, there's another yeah. one, another action. Humour, recovering pain. Oh, just call it what yeah. it is and uh, stop hiding behind one up. word it that makes I've you feel better. It's yeah,
2: given up. There's no point in feeling.
0: But can I say... Indifference makes you feel better. Mm. Neutrality makes you feel better. I'm not getting involved, you know. No responsibility. uh, I'm not responding. I'm not being involved in this. Uh, You are by saying that.
2: Yeah, especially when we tell people, oh, I'm not getting involved in that. That's your that's what you're going that's what you're going through with that person or you work it out with that person i'm not getting involved yeah
0: but even yourself with your own emotions yeah. <laughs> i'm not getting involved i'm not getting involved uh you know uh i'm not letting myself get hurt i'm not this my lord just see it for what it is right. and stop calling it something that's made up in your mind.
2: But Pastor, for that to be real and actually a truth, you would have to live in your room alone for the rest of your life. Can
0: you hit that one? And that one he just said. The moment you walk outside, you're involved. (laughs) Just put a hole in the ground and sit in it forever.
2: just just sit there.
0: And then you won't even be indifferent because the bugs will come around (laughs) and you'll get affected (laughs) by them they will crawl all over you and you'll think, oh, Oh, I hate this, I hate this. And no, 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 don't don't say hate because, you know, that's tied up within. It is what it is.
4: is.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is what it is. Just sit there and say it is what it is. Come Um. on, bugs, crawl all over me. It's a lie, it's a facade, and you don't face what's really going on in you, so you
2: call it indifference.
3: Another one.
0: Complaining.
2: Yeah, complaining is a form of indifference.
0: Everything can come under that heading if you choose it that way. Yeah. Because you're not facing reality.
2: Protecting yourself. (sighs) Pretending oh, to protect many. yourself. That's a big one. You know, I'm learning that one in counselling. Putting the wall up. Then we go to the well, Why do you need to put the wall up in the first place if you're not emotionally connected to it?
0: I brought up Peter, right? Yeah. I brought up Peter. When he was uh, – and I brought that up in your class tonight and I showed indifference there. But do you know what? The, as I sat down, the Lord said to me, he wasn't indifferent he just wouldn't face what was going on. Peter saw Jesus being whipped, and Peter remembered what Jesus said. I pray that your faith doesn't fail you. That's what he was saying, Mm -hmm. you see. So if he was indifferent, it just, what would, he, what would he do? What would he do? Would he mm-hmm. turn around and just uh, say, that's it, I'm finished, you yeah. know, I failed? Would he say that? Would he turn around and say that? Mm-mm. Or would he turn around if he was real and say, you, you actually told me that my faith could fail?
2: Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: You get what I'm saying? And funny enough. He
2: faced it. David was always facing. he walked facing away
0: him. instead of facing it and staying, David, he walked
2: away. David was always facing what he felt all the time, yeah. even the coldness. Yeah. The coldness to the hot, he was always facing it. He never denied it. And, that's and why even the Lord when he said, I want you to said, knock
0: him out, that's kill That's why the all. Lord
2: said, this is a man after my own heart, yeah. the honesty of his heart yeah to be totally transparent now, here's something I didn't say in my course, but we could say it on this portal. The only person in the world in the entire universe that has the right to be indifferent, if you want to call it that, is the Lord is God, but yet, in genesis six six it says he was grieved in his spirit, yeah, he was emotionally connected to his creation, yeah, and you know. Adam could have been very, very much in this same boat when he said, the woman you gave me. Yeah. What could I have done? There was nothing I could do. You gave it to me. And it's what it is, Lord. She made Lord. me do it. So that accusation face of indifference, you know. And like I said about Eli, Eli knew what his sons were doing. And I'll, again, I love Superbook because they bring this out. And furthermore, he was eating deliberately knowing that his you know sons that? were taking the fat yeah. for him and them. Yeah, so he was definitely holding some kind of well, it ain't that bad, right? Well, that goes with he
0: knew. Well, guess who else knew? The Lord, right? So there was no way he could pretend, anyway, right? He (laughs) couldn't pretend at all. No, No, couldn't pretend at all because he had the Lord. He couldn't pretend at all.
3: We just out here operating in a circus act with this thing. (laughs) Because the Lord can see it anyway. And one of the
2: um, commentaries said here, a neutral attitude towards God is as dangerous as hostility towards God. Yes, definitely. It is condemned as a rejection of God's love and the need of and for others. Yeah. So I think sometimes the Lord would rather our anger. Yep. Because at least we're turned on, you know. It's always easier to calm someone down <laughs> than it is to, to build them call back, them forward build them and bring up. them out. Yeah. we got some questions. So.
4: God's in us.
0: There's no way enough. we can be neutral. There's Ooh. no way we can um, you know, be anything like that, indifferent or anything, because God's in us. Holy Spirit lives in us. Can't do it. You can hide behind it. I'd say the biggest... Biggest uh, use of the word indifference and neutrality, Pastor, is to hide. Yeah. In it, or hide behind it. Right. You can hit that one down.
3: Now you got some questions. Yes, we have. A, I have a one question. Okay. To go back to the Thanksgiving part in this, because I and I've done this and heard this being done. And this is why I asked earlier about the, is, is, you know, giving thanksgiving or giving praise unto God something we make a choice and do, or is it a kingdom of motion? Because what I'm trying to get free from is, or also give slip litmus test and see if this is actually a thing, is when in the midst of a complaint... I tie it in and say, well, you know, praise God, though, you know, that's, you know, I know he's doing it. Is that, could that still fall into a form of sarcasm if you're not honest about being in thanksgiving is what I was trying to ask. You mean
2: thankfulness coming as a result of the complaint? Yes. Yeah. It's like fear. Fear, perfect love casts out fear. You never learn to be loved from fearing something. So it's the same dynamic. Um, Maybe Maybe it's the indifference that's neutralising the thanks that you in the moment.
0: If that's for you, you're only hiding behind that. Yeah. You need to locate your emotions in this whole thing and connect. If they're the wrong emotions, God, let God deal with them. If they're the right emotions, connect mm. with them.
2: And funny enough, complaining always is about circumstantial stuff. It's never about heart stuff. You no. never complain that your heart is actually getting involved. No. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta test your confession. You you complain yeah. that it's not working in the the way you thought it would circumstantially. Yeah. So if you're really breaking indifference, your heart will start to talk. And then that will flow into, wow, I can see my heart's getting involved. I can see my heart is been indifferent in this area, but now it's getting emotionally engaged. And I thank you, positive affirmation right now, Lord, that I am involved. I thank you that you're doing this work. Remember, we don't focus on the I am not statements because it brings the power back to the what the not is. Right. right. We bring the power back to the I am statements. Amen. Like I'm not sick. What's more powerful? I am healed. Right. And then the I am not sick is the denial. I talked about those Christians that sit in church, waving their Bibles around, quoting every scripture, you know. But deep down, they've never processed the feeling that they need to process.
0: Being healed.
2: Or with, evil or with the prognosis, the diagnosis, yeah. getting the diagnosis. What was, what was eaten away in them when they were told that they wouldn't live? Yeah. You know? And they think that the waving the magic wand of the scripture is just gonna remove all of that. It's not. Right. No. So they become indifferent through scripture. <laughs> uh, oh. You know what gee. I'm saying? They use scripture to neutralize what they're really feeling. So
0: that's usually tied up with presumptuous faith yep. in right, Indifference so, is definitely hides. Yeah. Hides a lot of them um, a lot of feelings and a lot of emotion.
2: I like this statement here. Um, it says, if I do my thing and you do yours, we stand in danger of losing each other and ourselves. Yeah. We are fully ourselves only in relation to each other. I do not find you by chance. I find you by an active life of reaching out.
4: Amen. No yeah. difference.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: Okay, here we go. Questions. Here we go, questions. Wow, Who's we haven't up? had questions in a while. I yeah.
3: know. We have a lot
2: tonight. Okay. Um, I won't say the name, but this person says, what's the difference between indifference and being cold? We you mentioned being hot, cold, or indifferent, lukewarm. I think the nutshell is indifference is when you have been shown the opportunity to get involved and you deliberately choose not to be emotionally connected. Yeah. Yeah. It's Again, a choice. we're hiding. Yeah. We're hiding under disobedience. It's that excuse. And the
0: biggest thing is forget the cold, indifference, an excuse. Mm. An excuse to be cold instead of obedient to be hot.
5: (gasps) Cold would be more like a lifestyle of it than an an indifference would be an attitude of it, right, in the moment.
2: Wait, say that again.
5: Cold could be like a lifestyle of living in that type of attitude, but... Indifference is more like the attitude in that moment. You choose it at But I still mm. say
0: indifference is an excuse. Mm. It's not an attitude. It's a choice. Yeah. I choose to behave. like yeah. All right. You want to tie it up? It's a lie. Say it's a behaviour. I choose this sort of behaviour yep. and I'm putting it under the facade or heading of I'm indifferent.
2: Wow. All right, the next question is can you please explain complacency?
0: Sorry,
4: mate.
2: What's the difference with complacency? Another choice. And how is that confined and defined by indifference? Complacency. What kind of indifference is that? It's a different dynamic. Uh, right. It's another it choice, but it involves a choice different parameters.
0: Of uh take yes. it or leave it. Yeah, and I also attitude. think it's
2: a choice to say, right, there can't be anything more. Yeah. It is what it is. What I've got is the best of what I'm gonna get.
0: And I think take it or yeah. leave it, you know oh, what of it. It doesn't know? push you to take go it, for the no. new thing. It it's a, a really lousy choice Yeah, to be complacent.
2: Yeah, because it kind of I just cuts wanna get off off. evolved, you know kind of cuts off that revelation, behold, I do a new thing.
0: That's really treading underfoot. Mm. That's treading underfoot, the emotions of God that want to come forward when you want to play with words like indifference (sighs) and complacency. My God. Totally out of – unscriptural, totally. Mm. See why I say it? Because we're supposed to walk in his footsteps – Not one of these things we're talking about is the footsteps of Jesus. Never was complacent. Never was indifferent. Never was uh, neutral. Never. Yep. So who do they belong to? Mm. Satan. Locate. Who do they belong to? Satan's nature. It's got to be Satan's nature. And why, as Christians, are we entertaining Satan's nature? I'll
2: get into this, Lord Jesus.
0: Hit that, baby. Hit it.
2: So, the next question is you're not in. Once you realize you're not indifferent to something you thought you were indifferent towards, um,
0: find out what's really motivating. What do you do next? You locate. Locate. What the real thing is if it's pain if it's rejection if it's anger if it's hate if it's unbelief if it's denial locate it don't put it under a heading that you can hide under
2: that's good another question Hit it, baby is there a place for indifference by choosing your battles or not allowing someone to hurt you I think choosing your battles—you thought it is indifference, but it's not. No, it's choosing not. your battles means you choose which battle to be connected to. Yeah, indifference is I'm not going to be connected to any battle. I'm connected to anything. Yeah. Also, allowing someone to hurt you. There's a difference between putting godly boundaries. Yes. And putting up walls. Yes. And I would encourage you to go to real relationships. I think it comes talk down to, to that. On talk TV, because we literally stuff. spent a good three and a half hours walking through the godly dynamic of walls versus boundaries. Mm. Boundaries encourage further relationship. Yeah. When you set a godly boundary in a relationship, it's because you want further relationship. Yeah. A wall is to keep someone out. But all you end up doing is keeping yourself in. But that's usually through pain or
0: hate or anger or something. I still say it. Locate
2: the feeling. Yeah. If I set a godly boundary in my communication style with Shania and I say, right, for our friendship to move forward, this is the boundary, I'm doing that with the aspiration of moving forward with deeper connection in friendship. But if I say, no, Shania hurt me, I'm keeping you out, all that does is keep me in. And now whenever that interaction with someone like Shania or something that happened with Shania comes up, I'm going to push people out and very before I know it, I'll be they, a very lonely person. There again, it's a choice. It's always a choice.
0: And so tell me how by pushing someone out that makes you indifferent. It doesn't. It doesn't because nope. indifference means you're not connecting with anything. You see, it's it's something we hide behind and we've called it. It's a very convenient thing and it doesn't face the fact that it's got sin attached
2: yeah. to it. This is an important one. Um, what if someone is emotionally shut down and trying to connect again with their emotions? What steps can one take to get unstuck?
0: They're trying to connect?
2: Yeah, if they realise that they're emotionally shut down and now they want to take steps to connect Talk with to the
0: Lord. Talk
2: that. to the Lord. Yeah. Talk
0: to him and locate. He will help you to locate what you've been scared of, what you fear, what hurt Mm -hmm. you. And then as you connect, then
2: let him heal. Yeah. Also something that I'm learning about shutdown is, shutdown is always like a, it's a, it's a by, I don't want to say this word wrong. It's a, I'm going to say like a bifocal, meaning two perspectives, kind of work. There will be something that overpowered you to shut you down as the trauma that took place, right? But then there will be, like what we did in the exercise last week, there will be that moment that you chose to deliberately shut down to be a protection mechanism. So you have to find... Two things. You have to locate what overpowered you to shut you down. Was it someone's words? Was it someone's actions? Was it someone's, you know, mannerisms, emotion? Was it an experience in life, a traumatic experience? And then you have to locate where did you deliberately choose to cling to that shutdown moment as now your security of protecting yourself and not getting involved. So there's two choices that have to be examined. And there's two responsibilities. There's the responsibility of, okay, that traumatic situation shut me down. And I realized that from that moment on, here we go back to that picture that we talked about at season casting, I made an inner vow with myself to not let it happen again. From that inner vow, which is negative pride, from that inner vow, now I have made a covenant with an insecurity to be my security. So this is really important. And we talk about this in Moving Your Invisible Boundaries, in that course I'm going to do next year. We, d- we dive deep into how to break the power of the inner vows. Another thing that someone asked here is, can you explain how indifference can be a trauma response? And this is how. Something traumatic can happen in your life. And rather than process what has actually happened and facing, and facing it and having to go through it, you create this indifferent response of well it doesn't bother me i'm not connected i'm just going to move on but the, the but problem that's with that hurt. is yeah and it hurt is the shield hurt is the shield at which you hold up to never let that come to your face see the enemy wants th- the lord wants to bring the enemy face to face so you can knock him out but if you're always putting up your shield of hurt you don't get to get him face to so, face for the knockout
0: so what i'm saying is hurt if you say, you know, somebody just asked that about indifference to do with that, and you use that example, mate, that's just an excuse. It's just an excuse. You can't be indifferent if you're activating hurt. Yeah. Or this even is so much I of told a lie. It takes. Re- re-
2: it requires energy to be numb. Please get this. It requires energy to be numb. There you
0: go. So there goes to be numb. you got to have energy. So seriously, what am I trying to say? What are you trying to say? I'll tell you what we're trying to say. We hide behind the word indifferent. But I be- would challenge to say t- for a Christian, there should never be any indifference or any neutrality. Because the you've got of love. you've got God living in you. the Holy Spirit, there can't be indifference they can't it can't live in you and also the Holy Spirit living in you. You're believing a lie. Yeah. you need to locate what you're putting up yep. as an excuse for indifference.
2: And I told you the word the Lord gave me was an excuse. And the visual is, I want to say this again because I don't think everyone caught it. The Lord wants to bring the enemy face to face, close to your face, so you can knock him out. If you keep putting up the shield yeah. of hurt, of pain, the wall of I want to be emotionally disconnected, you're always going to be at an arm's distance, and your attack will always be an arm's distance attack. The Lord can never, to get you emotionally connected, he has to bring what happened all the way up so you can go kapow with that five-fold punch. You can't do that if the shield of hurt, pain, indifference, accusation, if all of those walls you're putting up to protect yourself are there, then your enemy isn't actually getting face-to-face with you and you don't get to give him the knockout punch. You might get to poke his eyes out like we talk about in the course. You might get to do a, do a swing. But the Lord wants to bring up all of those things that you've denied all your life so you can knock them out with that five-fold punch. You can't be in love and be indifferent.
0: And you can't... Again, I'm going to come with the real excuse. It's the opposite of love. I think, and listen, and I'm going to say it again, stop hiding behind that word. It makes it sound more plausible. It It makes it sound more legal, more comfortable. It, It makes it sound more nice. Then calling it what it is, you're just silly.
5: Yeah, actually, when we first came to New York, I had to face my own indifference because I realised how much I had, I had hidden my emotions or hidden my own personality. But so and
0: you located rather I than had, just be hide behind them. that word.
5: Yeah, because I realised the way I was being indifferent and cold towards people was hurting other people, and I didn't know how that could happen, but it was. So I was actually faced with the reasons. Why was I like that and had to go back and and where I would made those decisions to disconnect. And locate. And locate. I had to and I broke it.
2: And you just said something that's really key for someone that asks that question, what do you do? How do you locate? The key question, because in counselling you give guiding questions, right? The key question is stop asking what, how, when. Why. Why will expose the lie. Yes, it will. The lie of indifference will be exposed when you ask why. why? See, we never want to ask why. We always want to ask, hap- um, ha- you know, how did it happen? What happened? And we only ever want to ask why when we want to accuse. And we only want to ask
0: why. We really only want to attach why when it's something we're going to be blessed with but when it becomes yes. yeah but when it becomes a why there's responsibility attached yeah. to that very much very very much don't ask the word why unless you want to take responsibility finished <laughs>
4: that
0: was good One
3: thing we can say about this portal. You could be hot about it. You could be cold about it. But you can't be indifferent about it. So we will see you next time. Bye-bye now.